What do a former running back from the University of Oklahoma, a down-on-his-luck Kansas City lawyer, and a cat named Stoley have in common? Stay tuned and find out. Hello, friends. It's my pleasure to welcome you to Inside the Writer's Cafe. I'm Cheryl Nason. Our show features not only the hottest authors, but we also introduce you to exciting new authors, and they talk about themselves, and we'll ask them about their latest work. The answer to the question that I ask you at the beginning of the show will be given to us by my guest, Ron Benedict. We're talking about his latest novel, Well of Sisters, A Presumption of Death. Wow. Welcome, Ron. Hi, thank you. You know, it's always interesting for our listeners to know a little bit about the person behind the book. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, Cheryl, I'm a um, former uh, or retired lawyer and former adjunct professor at uh, National American University where I taught uh, paralegal studies. And... um, I was a trial lawyer here in the Kansas City, Missouri area. Um, I uh, studied law at uh, Pace University in New York, where I lived for a period of 10 years while going to school, getting my education there. I'm also a um, um, former um, U.S. Army um, infantry officer, having served in Vietnam. Um, and I... Um, have uh, been interested in writing uh, oh most uh, most of my life. I have uh, I wrote a, uh, a short uh, story fiction uh, when I was attending Pace University in New York uh, and won the uh, uh, writing award uh, for that uh, piece of work. And um, I uh, enjoy uh, traveling, and that's. Uh, kind of becomes the basis for much of the the things that I do write. This is a very interesting book. Your characters are very interesting, and the plot is very interesting. How would you characterize it? What kind of genre would you say it is? Well, it's uh, definitely uh, an adult fiction, uh, because uh, what we do have is uh, there's a mystery and some intrigue. it has some political overtones. Um, it um, also um, has a, a nice romance uh, stream through it, which I think um, many people might even be able to identify with. Well, I thought it was fascinating, and I love the title. Where did you come up with the title? Yeah, the title is Well of the Three Sisters, and a uh, subtitle of Presumption of Death. That um, was kind of a uh, argument between me and a friend of mine. I wanted to name the, the uh, book uh, A Presumption of Death because that uh, is what uh, area of the law uh, the book has to, uh, to do with. Uh, but he was uh, certain that um, the location of the book is, is something that would be uh, actually more intriguing to the reader. So this is a compromised out. title. Yes. <laughs> well, let's give our listeners an overview of the book. Um, 
You want me to... uh, Tell them what happens, but don't spoil it and don't give them too much information. We want them to buy it and read it. Okay. Uh, Well, this is uh, um, a down in his luck uh, Kansas City uh, attorney uh, who is pretty much having to take on most any case that comes his way. And this particular case... uh, uh, happens into his office because he has a um, a background in um, uh, actually getting people declared accidentally dead, <clears throat> and so um, when this uh, Connors Loy, the uh, famous uh, running back for the University of Oklahoma, comes into his office wanting to have his uh, celebrity wife, uh, City Councilwoman Rita Stanton Loy, declared. Uh, not only legally dead, but accidentally dead. Um, Larry um, is um, kind of excited about uh, taking on the case, but he has little knowledge uh, about what's going to happen um, by doing so. Uh, He teams up with a um, a lifelong friend of his who is a... um, a newspaper reporter for a, um, in this case, a fictitious Kansas City newspaper, and um, uh, they together with uh, a uh, friend of theirs who is a, um, we'll say, a bar uh, maid uh, at a local establishment where they uh, hang out together. Um, they began investigating this case and um, to find out. Uh, uh, why uh, or how this uh, city councilwoman wound up disappearing in the first place and uh, what uh, whether or not she might be uh, actually dead or or whether there is enough evidence to uh, have a legal case to show that she is should be presumed dead as a matter of law and uh, while Larry is uh, investigating the the facts of the situation, he comes across a portfolio of Rita's that indicates that she was an investor in property out in the area of Arizona and close to the Navajo Reservation, and that is what takes them out to Arizona and where the rest of the story takes place. And when they get out there, they, they are, to their surprise, they find out that this piece of property um, is connected with some very strange happenings on the Navajo Reservation where a lot of the people there are um, having all kinds of strange illnesses and uh, babies being born uh, with uh, brainstem babies and animals being born with two or three heads and uh, things of that nature. And so the, that investigation goes on and it finally leads them to uh, encounter um, the uh, the cause of these things, and I'm not sure I need to tell you much more. No, no, leave us in suspense, <laughs> Ron. That's the best place to leave us. Where in the world did you get the idea for the story? I mean, that's it's it's so clear. It just sounds like it could have actually happened. <laughs> well, actually, back in 1998. Uh, you may recall there was a uh, outbreak on the Navajo Reservation of a strange um, 
disease where there, in fact, uh, the, the people were uh, coming down with all kinds of strange uh, uh, symptoms and illnesses and uh, babies being born brainstem and so forth. And it uh, turned out to be the hantavirus, which was a virus that was carried by rats that were on the reservation. Um, so I picked up from that story uh, this idea that it may have been something else and that perhaps the government may have covered it up. Area 51. <laughs> sort of, kind of, yeah. I love it. Why now? Why did you decide to write this book now? Was there something that happened, something that influenced you? Did the book just say, I want to be written now? Well, I hate to say this, but I actually started writing the book back in 19, approximately 1999, somewhere in there, and uh, I... Uh, kind of uh, put it aside because I was practicing law and I was a very busy uh, trial attorney, so there wasn't much time to donate and dedicate myself to writing the book. But now that I'm retired, I finally had the opportunity to to sit down and put it together. And And it kept calling to you, didn't it? It did. Yeah. It's amazing. It's very interesting about what happens when someone has that creative bent. There's a uh, there's something that that creatively happens. If a book wants to be written, and I know that sounds strange to people perhaps who don't write, but if a book wants to be written, it keeps calling to the author and saying, "Remember me? I'm right here. Come back. Finish me. Write me. Come on." Is that yeah. what happened? It, it is. And I might also add, along with that, is that during this period of time, uh, that from the time that I uh, first had the idea to the time we finally got it published, that uh, there's been a, a great transformation in my life, um, more or less uh, a redemption of my own character. And so um, Larry Kane the main character in in this novel, kind of goes through that uh, uh, same sort of situation in in his life. And um, uh, that's what brings about uh, uh, his recovery from the things which had dragged him down as uh, while he was practicing law to the to the end of the book but I might add that the book this is the first book of a trilogy and so uh, what we're going to be seeing is in this book we'll we'll see part of that redemption but the uh, the rest of it will come to pass uh, in book two and three I love those cliffhangers when they continue into a next book it's always so much fun you get the characters I get partial I get There are certain characters that I really enjoy, and I like it when a book is not just a standalone, but when a book has a two and a three, because I'm fond of the characters, I like to read what they do, and I'm always sorry when the third book is over and I'm finished with those characters in that particular situation. Do you miss your characters yet? Yes, I do. Uh, that uh, you know, it, it's very strange, uh, but 
the these characters are people that I can identify with because uh, they're based on some of the people that that I've associated with and, and known in my life. It's always interesting. And, the characters, I've written a little fiction myself, and when you start to talk to a fiction writer about their process and about their characters, it's it's a very interesting situation because they're yours, and you've created this world, and you've created this story for these characters, and yet I've had authors say, you know, my character wouldn't do that. I wanted this story to go this direction, but my character said no. Did you have similar experiences with your writing, Ron? Oh, yes, very much so. And I was going to mention, you know, uh, I like writing, uh, you know, from the the observer's uh, standpoint, but, but not from uh, the narrator's. I'd, I'd like to see it uh, where the, each character um, becomes known to the reader. Uh, so it, as in this book, uh, everyone will come to know uh, the three main characters and um, actually the rest of, of the, the people who will show up in this book. But they'll get to know them as individuals, and it's very interesting because you might be able to, uh, to predict what uh, they're going to do under certain circumstances, and they might surprise you also. I love it. I'm sure that we've piqued the interest of our listeners, and they're saying to themselves, where can I find this wonderful book? I went to Amazon, and I always check Amazon first to make sure that the book is there and that everything works. And I clicked right on it. I put your name, and I put the name of the book right in that book search feature. And the name of the book is Well of the Three Sisters, A Presumption of Death, by Ron, R-O-N, Benedict, B-E-N-E-D-I-C-T. Put that in the search feature, click on it. It comes right up, and there's a really, really nice three-chapter excerpt on Amazon that will lead the, the listener into the book and sort of introduce them to the characters. And I have to mention, I mentioned a cat named Stoli in the very beginning, and that's right in the very beginning of the book. He had Larry has to move into his law office, and it's not a very good part of town. And the only thing left from his divorce is the cat named Stoli. And I thought that was just great. So that's why I mentioned it in the very beginning. Where else could the listeners find the book, Ron? Uh, the book can also be found at um, uh, barnesandnoble.com uh, by doing the basically the very same thing you indicated about Amazon. And um, I also have a uh, my own web uh, website uh, www dot ronbenedict dot com, and um, if you click on there, um, uh, that that website will open up and uh, give you uh, additional things that uh, uh, that I'm working on at the present time. Excellent. Now, you're also, there's a, a video without narration at this point on YouTube, but I believe you have another video in production. I do, yes. Uh, 
the uh, I have actually two videos that will be coming out. One <clears throat> that is uh, uh, basically uh, music and, and words with a scene and background, and then I have one that's a uh, has a voiceover that will be coming out. They're both in construction, and uh, they'll be on YouTube um, uh, as soon as they're uh, available. And you're also doing some of the social media. You've done Twitter. Are you doing Facebook and Instagram as well? I, I am right now. I've done uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook. I haven't done Instagram yet, but uh, we will be doing that also. Tell me how to find you on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, well, on Twitter, it would be... Um, um, I'm sorry, I just drawn a. <laughs> it's okay. We all go blank, Ron. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know that uh, if we do, if you do uh, well of the the at or the hashtag well of the three sisters, uh, that'll pick up uh, the Twitter. Um, and probably if they put your name in, and on Facebook, yes. they'll be able to find you that way on Facebook. Yes, absolutely. Well, this has been so interesting. I've enjoyed talking with you so much. Are there any last thoughts that you would like to leave the listener with about the book? Well, I would love to uh, to have people out there uh, look into this and, and read the book because uh, it's um, it's a, a wonderful. It was a wonderful experience writing it and. Uh, uh, the, I think one of the things that uh, I would really like to state is that uh, the fellow that got me interested in writing this book was uh, my lifelong friend uh, by the name of Joe McCarty Jr. And he um, he is the one that just pushed me to do this. And, and Joe passed away back in 2005. And so I have uh, dedicated this book to him. And I want to say that... Uh, uh, even though I took a lot of writing courses in college and so forth and have, have written other articles, and, of course, uh, my experience writing as, as an attorney um, has given me quite a background, uh, actually, I think everything that I have ever le- uh, known or learned about writing, I learned from uh, from Joe. And um, um, I just wanted uh, people to, to know that uh, he's as much... Uh, part of this work as I am. I think that's important. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for taking time out of what I know is a busy schedule to be my guest today on Inside the Writer's Cafe. It's been an absolute pleasure, Ron. Thank you, Cheryl. You're listening to Inside the Writer's Cafe, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. Books open your mind broaden your mind and strengthen you as nothing else can William Feather the author Inoa Bong Awok cannot join us today but we wanted to make you aware of his latest book Running on the Spot Running on the Spot is a story about poverty illiteracy and lack of opportunities But the human spirit is irrepressible, so the story is also about love. Edem Icon is the central character. 
he abandons his wife and his village, looking for a better life somewhere else. When he returns unexpectedly after 40 years, he's a man in his 70s. And even though he's a walking symbol of failure and perhaps insanity, an unprecedented welcome party is spontaneously held in his honor. When talking about Edom, Elder Isang Asabong says of Edom's father that he was a weakling and that he incurred the wrath of the gods by bringing into their community a tarnished woman from Adiabo. He also says that Edom is the product of an unholy union, and according to the elder, Edom is a symbol of desecration and abomination. Nothing good can come from him. Elder Isang Asabong has been the leader of the Mbente army for a decade. He's considered to be a lion. But when the Enoakon invaders attack, Isang is killed like a chicken in his own backyard. And the enemies, they evaporate without even a rustle of leaves. It seems that the lion has fallen in place of the weakling. As the book of Ecclesiastes tells us, a living dog is better than a dead lion. Ifanga is Edom's uncle. He does everything possible for Edom. He gives him free accommodations. He gives him land. He gives him seed yams. He gives him laborers. Whatever Edom needs to become a successful farmer. And yet, Edom fritters away all of these opportunities because he's simply not cut out for hard work. Edom's failure, therefore, results from the choices that he makes. He chooses the easy or the lazy man's approach to life. He finds himself drowning in wine and women, and Edom has no defined vision of the future. The message that the author wishes to convey in his story is that honest, hard work and education are fundamental ingredients for success in life. If you're interested in buying a copy of Running on the Spot, go to Amazon.com and put the title of the book, Running on the Spot, by, and here's the author's last name, let me spell it for you, I-N-I-O-B-O-N-G, second name, A-W-A-K, A-W-A-K. Put that in the search feature. At the top of the page, click, and the book will come up. There's a little indication there in the upper left-hand corner of the representation of the book cover that says, look inside, if you'll click on that. There is a very nice excerpt from the book, and also on the same page is a nice long description of the book. Our time is up, and we'd like to thank you for yours. And remember... Pick up a good book and read.